Welcome to the Go After Your Passion podcast with Christina Crowley. Live a life you love. If not now, when? Here's Christina. Welcome to the podcast. Today I have Franny Foltz with me. Welcome, Franny. I'm so glad to have you. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for having me here today. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do I begin? So I am from Western Pennsylvania originally, but I currently live in Florida. And I've come on this very circuitous route to get to where I am today. And I think everybody kind of has that their own personal story that way. Um, and I'm super excited to be on today knowing that, you know, go after your passion is all about people who are pursuing their passions. And so I'm excited to explore that with you a little bit more and kind of do some mining of that to be able to help people discover theirs. Thank you. And so what is your passion? I mean, you're probably multi-passionate like most of us. So, so just, you know, tell us about your passions. Sure. So first and foremost, I don't know if you've ever done any Enneagram work or any of the people in your audience have, but I am an Enneagram seven. So that means I'm all over the place. <laughs> so as you mentioned, I'm multi-passionate about a lot of things. Um, so first and foremost, I'm a believer um, in Jesus. And so I'm very, very much into my faith. I think that's really important. So a lot of the things that I do revolve around that, whether that be, you know, my volunteerism or leading Bible studies, or even just, you know, starting my day in the word. Um, I'm very much into family and friends. Obviously, a lot of people are, but I value relationships a lot. And that has actually led me to my business, which I know we'll kind of get into here in a bit. Um, but that's what are, really what I'm passionate about is relationships, connecting people. Um, I have several clients who call me the queen connector. They're like, you know, everybody. And I've kind of always been that person from the time I was a young girl. Like I would, you know, friends at school, you know, I would be that person who I kind of sat with everyone at lunch. There were the jocks, there were the nerds, there were, you know, everybody, the cheerleaders, they, we were kind of all connected. Um, and so really relationships, because that's why we're here, right? Is to be able to be a part of relationship with one another. And my final passion, I, I would, you know, I don't want to say hate to say it, but at times it's become an obsession, but is fitness. And uh, I have that very much dialed into uh, my personal weight loss journey. I've lost 130 pounds. And so it's very much a part of my life. Um, and as I mentioned before, it became an obsession. And so, but it's now become a very balanced passion. I have the three major passions, God, activity, humans, you cut out a little bit there on me. I might cut that out. Um, you might have to turn off your video. It's frozen on my end. Okay, there you're back. And that, but that's great. So we, I heard you okay. talk a bit about your fitness, and and I can cut that out. I'll I'll definitely be able to do that because I'll uh, you know, do that. That's great. So that's that's amazing and wonderful and and that's a unique and an awesome um uh you know variety of passions and so what was the catalyst that that pushed you into either or any of those actually they all kind of relate well the the relationship person the relationship passion is definitely something it's the nature of the nurture right I definitely it's part of my nature I came out that way I think you know again that Enneagram 7 was instilled in me in my DNA and then obviously I very much uh, grew up in a an Italian home where 
you're allowed when you're in So very much has always been a part of relationships from the time I was a little girl. So that's the other two. I think my relationship, I've always had a relationship with God, um, but I shouldn't say that. I always had religion and then it became a relationship later. And that related to my fitness, believe it or not. Um, when I was 21, I moved to Florida from Western Pennsylvania and I went to the gym and long story short, there was a great coach that was there, a great trainer. And he had said to me, which I'll be honest, you know, Christina, I was almost, I was definitely, I was 320, about 320 pounds. And uh, the trainer had said to me, um, okay, if you gain one pound every month for the next five years, you're going to be closer to 400 than you are 300. And it was just like, like literally a thousand pound weight just like crushed me. And I thought, oh my gosh, 400 pounds and I'll be 22 or, you know, 27 years old, not even. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh. So that was a turning point for me. And I realized that I couldn't do it. I'd tried my whole entire life, you know, Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and all those different, you know, diet pills and everything. Um, I realized that willpower was always going to fail me. And so I almost like an AA kind of system, you know, programming, I really started relying on God's strength and I started reading scripture. And then that's how my relationship with God evolved was through that conduit of fitness. And then they kind of became intermeshed. So that kind that's, of that's amazing. And so there must've been challenges, um, you know, with your passions along the way. Tell us about those. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, every good successful person has adversity, right? Like you don't get to that place of, of humility or you don't get to that place of, you know, understanding or wisdom without having that and, you know, walk through the fire metaphorically. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, even with my weight, you know, I definitely have plateaued. I struggle with it. You know, I'm very, very vulnerable. I'm very overt about it. You know, on my different platforms, I talk about it. Um, even this morning I did a fitness video and I said, Hey guys, like I almost didn't post this because I didn't like the way I looked. So I was like, the camera didn't add 10 pounds, it added 20, you know? So being able to be real and raw. And I love how Brene Brown talks about the space of vulnerability that it no longer lets shame cover us, you know, it, it, it's exposed. And so I, I love that, um, you know, and certainly with my other passions, you know, with my business and connecting people, I oftentimes realize that I give away a lot. That's my nature. My love language is giving <laughs> and mm -hmm. gift giving. So I tend to give a lot and I, you know, I make connections for people. And, you know, one of my coaches was like, you need to start charging people for the consulting fees. And I was like, ah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so my passion is certainly, you know, it's gotten the best of me in times. And then even with my faith where I've gotten mad at God and I've put my arms up, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I'm 44, never been married and no children. And I got mad at God several years ago and I actually was in an extramarital affair. And I it definitely, I was angry. I was like, God, I have done everything right by your book, you know, living, living the very much legalistic way of living. And uh, it, it started very emotionally connected and then, you know, obviously led itself down that path. So my passions have definitely gotten the best of me and I've had a lot of <laughs> adversity to overcome in those areas. And, you know, having come through that adversity, having come through those challenges in, in, in your life, what is the, what is the thing it's taught you? 
Oh, Christina, do we have an hour? Yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> I don't even know if an hour would, and I don't know if your, uh, your audience would appreciate all of it, um, you know, that I've learned. But I think the number one thing, um, well, actually, there's a few things, but the number one thing for me has been humility and recognizing, again, like I mentioned with my weight loss, like I can't do this on my own, you know, and even the same thing with getting out of that relationship, it was I could not do it on my own. And, you know, it, no matter how many times I ended it, tried to end it, you know, the call, the phone call would happen, or I would see him, you know, passing in the gym or something like that. And I was like, I am not strong enough. And so I think there's a level of surrender that I had to just, you know, surrender myself and say, I can't do this on my own. And also that it, it forced me to go to my girlfriends and say, look, I'm having this issue. Like it took me years to be able to tell that to people. So I was living in this very dark secret world. And that was very hard for a person who lives life out loud. Um, especially because I was very faith filled and I was like, I'm such a hypocrite. Like there was just so much shame wrapped around it. Um, so I think humility was probably the number one thing. Um, and then grace would be the second thing, you know, giving myself a lot of grace, having to forgive myself, um, you know, walking through that it, it's a very humbling, you know, experience. So those are probably the two. And then I think the last and final thing would be grit, <laughs> I'm very, very scrappy. I'm very, you know, gritty, if you will, in regards to my business too. I do, you know, I learn how to do everything in my business because if I'm going to hire someone to do it, I want to know how much time it takes and what, you know, I'm sure you know too, as a entrepreneur, you know, there's so many facets of our business and I've learned how to do all those things. I'll YouTube things. I'll figure out how to put a conversion pixel on or how to make a landing page in MailChimp. I've learned how to do that. And I think that that's metaphorical for what I've learned how to do in life. So I would say humility, grace, and grit are probably the three. Because I think what those amount to is you, you never gave up in your, on yourself. I gave up on myself a lot. But you didn't <laughs> but totally. You but didn't you're right. You're right. You came around. Right. And you're right. Because I didn't, you know, there were times where it was so dark, but I never, um, I never once thought like life would be better without me or, you know, if I wasn't here or anything like that. And I know that there are people who, who do struggle with that, you know, who do question that. And my heart goes out to you if you do. And, you know, I'd love to pray with you or be a, you know, be a, a voice for you if that's the case, but you're right. I didn't give up on myself. I realized that there was much more potential in me and greater things were ahead of me than what I was leaving behind. So. Cause I think people who have passion, who follow their passion or figuring out their passion or, uh, live their passion uh, from the outside, from somebody looking in, you know, from, we don't always see the struggle. We don't always see, you know, that it's hard that, you know, you've gone through your own struggles and it's not that we always wear them on our sleeve that, you know, for people to see, but I, what I find in talking with women like yourself and in doing these interviews is, you know, there is struggle. And, and that, and that's part of it. And, and that, whether we like it or not, it does kind of make life richer and it pushes us out stronger and better and for more on the other end. And I think about, um, you know, just childbirth, right? So whether it's an idea for a business or it's a relationship, like you're birthing something and you have to go through that birth canal and that labor and those labor pains and morning sickness and all of that, you know, in order for something beautiful to be birthed and life to be born. And so again, never having been a mother, I can't imagine what that would feel like, but you know, just from what I hear, <laughs> you know, so you're exactly right that there's a lot of struggle that happens, but it leads to something great in the end and life can come from that, you know, struggle. Absolutely. And, 
You know, you said you're a seven. You know, for those who don't know what that is, you t explain that a little more because people probably went, what? What is that? What did you tell us? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Seven, yeah. So if you've ever done, you know, it's just a personality profile test like the DISC and you know, there's so many other Myers-Briggs and everything. Um, so a seven is a person who loves, loves, loves like shiny objects and is adventurous and ex excitable about anything. I kind of consider it to be like a little chihuahua. Like I'm just so excited, <laughs> like I get, and even I talk very quickly too. And people have said to me, especially in the podcast world, like slow down, slow down. And so I, that's just my personality too. And I've, I've been trained, I've gone to, you know, speech coaches and voice coaches to try to bring myself down. And I've gotten better, <laughs> um, but an Enneagram seven is really somebody who loves adventure, seeks adventure um, into the outside world. As you mentioned, you know, to, to a person who's watching, it might seem like I'm instable or like, I don't really have a clue. Um, there's two things with that, you know, one knowing oftentimes because of my faith, I, you know, God called Moses and he said, go. And he's like, where do you want me to go? And he's like, just go. And so sometimes I'm that kind of person where I feel like God tells me go. And I'm like, okay. And I just run out the door. And then he's like, but here's the blueprint for what you need to do. And uh, I'm like already gone. And there's a great book by Mark Batterson. And he writes um, that we have ready, set, go is in the wrong order. It's go, set, ready especially in the life of a dreamer. Like you have to go and do it because if not, you're going to get paralyzed. And when you do have a passion, you know, oftentimes we think, oh, we get the imposter syndrome, we get fear, we get paralyzed. All of those things happen. And sometimes you just have to go and do it and then figure it out later, you know? And, um, and so anyway, so with that being an Enneagram seven, I definitely live like that. You know, I'm very adventurous, whitewater rafting, rock climbing, skydiving. I've done all of that. Um, I'm like, okay, let's do it. You know, so I've always been that person. You know, and I, when I, I read from one of my mentors lately, she used to coach uh, Fortune 500 CEOs. And one of them said to her early on in her career, what gave her confidence is none of us know what we're doing. Yes. We just do it. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and somebody with that kind of power says that to her, who's very successful, doing well, leading well. Yeah. Uh, says that and that gave her a, a huge amount of confidence and I'm like okay that makes sense but yeah. it also shows we all struggle we can all be helped by each other's struggle so good so good and you're right you know Christina because I, a good friend of mine one time again I kind of get caught up sometimes like oh I've changed jobs or you know I'm not really sure where I'm going with this or whatever and you know that it's more constant evolution right you should never be the same person you were last year and you're never the same person, you know, Ed Milet, who I don't know if you know him, but he's a wonderful motivational speaker. And he was like, yeah, his daughter said, are you having a midlife crisis? And he said, yeah, every year of my life is a crisis because I don't want to be that same person I was last year. So this birthday, I want to be the better version of myself than I was last year. And I thought that was interesting, but a girlfriend had said to me one time, I was like, I wonder what people think. Like, do they think I'm crazy? Do they think, you know, and she goes, I need to tell you, she was like, people might care for a minute but you're not that important. Like they have their own lives to worry about. And I was like, it just so normalized it. It made me think like, if somebody came to me and said, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I have another job again. I'd be like, good for you. What are you doing? That's amazing. You're stepping one step closer to your passion or your vocation or your dream or whatever. I wouldn't be like, oh, they're a little crazy, you know? So it just kind of brought that playing, you know, that level, that level, that playing surface for me. Yeah. And, and it's hard for somebody like myself who, uh, you know, my dad had a couple of jobs. He didn't have many jobs. I have many jobs. 
Um, my, you know, very traditional family. My mom worked at home. And for me, I've had, had a number of careers. I've had a number of jobs. I, uh, you know, nothing change as hard as it is, as much as I don't like it, I push my way through it. Yeah. And what is, what is in, is it in the back of your mind that there's something exciting ahead or is there something in the back of your mind? Like, I'm afraid to stay the same for change um, for you. That's a good question. Like, do I have a driver like that pushes yeah. me like, to that? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, and again, I think it's part of my nature that I've always been, you know, a girlfriend said to me, I'm a former teacher. That was kind of my, you know, training, if you will. My, um, my professional training has been teaching. And she said, why aren't you fine just being a teacher? And that's perfectly fine. Like I have a lot of friends who are teachers and I'm not negating anyone who stays in a job for 25, 35 years by any means. But for me, that's just not how I've been wired. And so I've always been that person who's always trying to like, again, that Enneagram seven, looking for the next shiny object. And I think um, I just recently have come to really a piece about this. Um, and so anyone who is listening, who is pursuing that multiple passions, you know, embrace that. Embrace that you are exploring new opportunities, exploring new avenues, seeking things that light you up and that energize you and bring you joy. You know, you don't want to just go through life, you know, hitting the remote on Netflix every single day. And hey, if, if that's your thing too, and that brings you closer to your passion, then I'll be, you know, have, have at it. But um, I listened to a past a podcast from a pastor TD Jakes, and he said, you know, that your current vocation is often the transportation to your final destination. So your vocation where you are is, you know, the transportation that's leading you to where you're going to be. And I thought that was so good because I think, I mean, I, don't, I have not arrived at my final destination yet. You know, my, my ultimate passion, Christina, is that I really want to have a talk show. I've always loved, I loved Rosie O'Donnell when I was a little girl. I loved her, loved her, loved her. I loved Oprah. I loved Sally Jesse Raphael. I loved Phil Donahue. Like I loved watching them as a fifth, sixth, seventh grade girl. Like I used to actually walk around with a microphone, like a spatula as a microphone and pretend that I was interviewing people. Like I just have always loved it. So with that being said, many of the things that I'm doing now, I just keep reminding myself, this is the transportation to where I'll get, you know? So and so do you have your own podcast? I don't. I don't. Oh. I don't. I know. I know. And I'm always, you know, people have said to me time and time again, what I have decided to do actually today is, you know, when, when we're airing this, it's September 1st or when we're recording this, I should say, um, you know, in 2020, but who knows where it will be. But I have a lot of, um, a lot of people who have supported me going and doing, I have, I've always had the name since 2013. I've had this name for Franny on five. And it's not five o'clock or it's not 5 a.m. or anything like that. It's five different pillars of what I like to believe are my personal kind of foundations of my life. Um, beyond my passions per se, they're kind of like the pillars that strengthen me to stand. And um, so that's kind of what I want to do is Franny on five. And so I decided I'm going to start doing that on YouTube. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm doing. Because we know that's... all the platforms we can do it. I don't need to have ABC or NBC or CBS, but... Uh -huh. So. Absolutely. There's, you, you can reach people, however you reach them, whether it be with a podcast or a YouTube channel, there's, there's so many ways. And that sounds, that sounds amazing. You'll have to, we'll have to put the links on, um, on the podcast page when this releases. Cause I think, I think you'd be great. I think that's wonderful. And yeah, then I'll have you come exciting. on. Then I'll have I'd you be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know. And so do you want to talk about those five pillars? Sure, sure. Yeah. 
So, and again, this is something that like literally God like imparted onto me, but the first one is faith. So that's like the most important thing to me. The second one is family values. The third one, they happen to all be F's. And also that it's very alliterative. My name's Franny Fultz and I'm a former English teacher. So it would totally make sense to anyone who knows me. The third one is philanthropy and financial freedom. The fourth one is fitness. And the last final one is fun. So those are kind of the five things. And Christina, it's funny too, being very gainfully single, I call myself a professional singleton. Um, those are actually what I look for, kind of like the litmus test that I also look for in a mate. Yeah. And it seems like it would be a foolproof system, but it hasn't always worked out to my advantage. <laughs> I found people who've had those things and I'm like, there's still something missing. So, but yeah, those are, those are the five that I kind of, um, you know, base my life around. And yeah, you know, at least you have it defined. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I would encourage anybody, you know, if you're, if you're sitting down and you're trying to figure out like, what are your passions and what are the things like go down to the things I would personally, the things that ground you, you know, the things that at the end of the day, if, you know, your house was swept away, you know, God forbid in a tornado or a hurricane or something like that, you know, what would be the things that you would cling to? What would be the things that you would want to return and restore normalcy, you know, back in your life? Um, And, you know, that for me is, has been foundational. Oh yeah, definitely. And so if someone's inspired by you today, uh, you know, if they want to work with you, if they want to get involved or learn more, where can they find you? So I have several places, of course, all forms of social media, um, shinewithbranny.com is where they can check out my, um, you know, check out services and things like that. I help people get on podcast. I help solopreneurs get on podcast, which was kind of funny. That's how you and I connected. And, um, but I help them because I feel like it's much easier to share someone else's glory than it is to talk about your own. Oftentimes, you know, it's hard to pitch yourself and I love helping people, you know, shine. I, that's the name of my business is shine with Franny. Um, but shinewithfranny.com is where you can check out my website and then on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm on all four, all four of those shine with Franny. And then on LinkedIn, I'm actually under Franny Fultz. Oh, cool. And all those links, of course, will be on the webisode page on the goafteryourpassion.com website. And uh, so anybody can look for it there. Uh, wherever you're getting your uh, podcast from is where you can, you can definitely go find that uh, with a couple clicks. Uh, you know, Franny, thank you so much. Any last words for the listeners? It's definitely just go after your passion. Don't wait until the perfect time. Don't wait until you have the, the money in the bank. Don't wait until whatever that you know, when I get there or when I have this, right? Don't wait for that moment because most likely it won't come. You pursuing your passion, stepping out in faith. It's like that Indiana Jones movie where he's like walking across the fire and and the next step doesn't appear until he takes the next step, right? And then the next, he keeps on going across and he makes his way across eventually, but it's one step at a time. That's That's what it is to pursue your passion. Oh, thank you so much. You have such a wonderful message. And, uh, Thank you for, I've enjoyed our talk today. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me and I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Christina. Now, go after your passion.